Hey, man. How's it going? It seems like it's been a while. Well, it's at least been 30 seconds. I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we haven't been down here in the uh, the Kung Fu basement uh, talking into the mics in person for a while. No crackle. Nice work, my friend. Yeah, you know, I got I to gotta work on the uh, the uh, technical upgrades, and I am not the technical guy. So sometimes it takes a while. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, but you got that hat pulled out, and you're wearing it. The yeah, the technical I mean, guy. You know, somebody's got to somebody's got to wear it. <laughs> it's probably going to be me, <laughs> right? Right. So I'll change the schedule. It's a beautiful summer. Mm-hmm. Things are starting off right. I've got a new schedule. I'm still getting used to it. I've got a nice split shift, which should give me some good training time. Yeah, training time, and hopefully get to see you guys again. Yeah, I've, I've missed you. Yeah, the, the fluctuating schedule just doesn't work. Well, you you would be happy to know that others in class have asked about you. No, really? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like, hey, where's Randall? He's under a bus. I kind of, I kind of said that. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, he's working some crazy hours right now. So, well, we're, we're going to try to pick on him this Sunday. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But, uh, yeah, you know, in terms of, uh, getting things underway and, and kung fu, what what we're talking about and having our kung fu conversation, da da. Um, (laughs) Right. This is, this is, today's topic is a little bit more, um, open ended, right? Okay. Because it's, it's, it's really about at what point does someone get it? Like what, if, if you're involved in a martial art and you study it for a while, what point do you, what, at what point do you start to really embody maybe the principles of that art? I think that that's, that for me is, is really the question. And I know it, it's 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 such a broad question, and it really depends on which arts you know and what art you're studying. But I, I really honestly believe that at some point, like there's there's a measure of competency where you know you can look at some somebody like I, I can look at my student, and I can say, "All right, it looks like they're getting it." So a term that Sifu Mayer uses a lot, and I absolutely love, is fluency. Hmm, sure. And yeah. being fluent in someone, something, whether it's a language, uh, cooking style, method, things like that. And what I find a fluency or a competency to be, if you get it or not, is ad lib. So having a partner, like, like you can get fluent in a drill or you can get it in a drill, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have the system, you know, or doesn't mean you're fluent or starting to understand the system. Or the principles, uh, of the or system, the principles of the system. Yeah. You know, are you embodying it? Can you physically move this the way that the system should should be moving? You know, and and see it in things. So I find that it's when you don't ha- when you have a partner that is um, not cooperating, whether it's free sparring, free rondori, push hands, yeah, all these different things. Yeah. I think those are really good measures to see. Okay, I've never you know I've never seen this counter before. Do I just freeze and lock mm-hmm. up or, you know, it's, it's less of pulling something out of your ass and more of taking what the knowledge you have and the base of whatever you're training mm-hmm. and trying to adjust that to fit the situation. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really, that's a good way to, uh, evaluate, uh, yourself, you know, personally, like, okay, somebody, somebody gives you a question in terms of, sparring or push hands or whatever, whatever your sort of open format is. 
somebody gives you a question, do you have an answer? Absolutely. You know, yeah. do you have an answer that may not be the best answer, but mm-hmm. it may be the answer that you have right then. And, you know, it, it may not work, but it's, it seems competent in some way. One of my favorite answers to a lot of things, and I think a lot of martial artists forget about it and in multiple formats is getting out of the way, yes. getting out of the way of a kick, getting out of the way of the punch, you know, and I know at some point if you're doing something, you know, like a Tai Chi or a Shingi or a Wing Chun even, you're going to want to establish some form of bridge. And then that's where, you know, the second after contact skills, such as a push hand or a sticky hand, those types of training start to come into play Mm -hmm. where you can either adjust what their hands are doing, arms, body, whatever it may be. And you're getting that direct biofeedback into your body of, okay, this dude is a wall. I'm not moving this guy. Um, one of your, my favorite training analogies from you is, do you move the mountain or, you know, do you move around the mountain? Do you use the mountain to move yourself around them? So, I can instantly get that biofeedback, mm-hmm. but I have to have some stepping stone to start to get the, okay, well, this guy doesn't move. Okay, now I move. Mm-hmm. And so you start to train that over and over and over again. There has to be a gradual process. But I think another thing to know if you get it is if you have a teacher that is also competent, that can start to recognize mm-hmm. not only the physical contact of you getting it, but watching you. As a, you know, from a, um, like the, the teacher's point of view, if you will, and they can see, okay, here's the adjustments that I need to make on you. You're starting to get it. Mm-hmm. Now here's what's going to take your training to the next level. Yeah, sure. And, you know, um, part, part of what you were saying before, it's, it's, I, I always try to remember that so many of the Chinese martial arts are um, trapping styles. And so, you know, when we get that body feedback, it's very clear because we, we make contact. Like the bridge moves to contact and then, you know, you can move from there. Whereas something like, I think it's something like boxing, that type of feedback is different. And so, you know, but that's just, I've never really studied boxing formally. So I don't really have enough information in terms of like background to, to really say what it is or it isn't. But it seems like because of the lack of, of, you know, sticking or trapping, however you want to look at it, um, that they are, they make that evaluation in a slightly different way. Absolutely. You know, I, I've mentioned it before. I'll mention him again. Uh, one of my favorite guys out there is Fran Sands. You can find Fran under the title of my boxing coach. He's on Instagram. He's also mm-hmm. has a YouTube, great YouTube page, always great information. And Fran said something that, that kind of made me sad, you know, as a 40 year old dude and, you know, probably at 50, I'll start walking into our boxing gym locally. He's like, it takes a decade to train a really competent fighter. 10 years. And you think about, I'm like, well, that sounds like a Chinese martial art, doesn't it? Sure. So I'll be the 60 year old pop pop, you know, out there with the boxing gloves. Now on. is that from scratch? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you're, you're, so theoretically you're learning curve to be sped up because either that or maybe, maybe it'll take you longer because you got to unwind something. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much what my journey was with the Wing Chun. Sure. You know, um, picking on you the first three, three and a half, four years was okay. That kind of looks like Shingy, but it's got a lot of Wing Chun sauce on it mm-hmm. and reprogramming the nervous system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only did it recognize 
what the quality of a shingy shape, a shingy body, and a shingy movement is, as well as the power source, but how to not inadvertently add on that Wing Chun that was already in, in the body so much. Yeah, of course. There, there, a lot of the Western boxers, you know, and again, I don't practice it, but I, I love the art. I, I watch it all the time. It's funny because I was listening to my friend, um, shout out to the Kung Fu genius, Alex Richter, and his show. And he also is a big Western boxing nerd. He's mm-hmm. like, I like MMA. He's like, but I like watching classical boxers box. He's like, I think there's a ton of strategy there. Yeah, for sure. In its field. And the thing with the boxing is you're establishing, and this almost sounds shingy-ish, um, hair trigger reflexes. Mm. And a lot of it will be based upon your stance and your guard hands. And you're looking at that boxer's glove. Well, is he moving on this side of the glove or on this side of the glove? Mm. And so you're using those gloves in that distance as little hair triggers to instantly react. So what's behind – you know how we – uh when we were kids and you can squish your buddy's head mm. just by mm-hmm. pinching your fingers right. with that distance gauge. So they're doing that same thing with the person in front of them and their boxing gloves because mm-hmm. they're matching up that person's body behind their own gloves and their own defense. And so when they start seeing that person move around certain curves and angles of the glove as well as them moving from – you know, they're looking at different perspectives is basically what I'm saying, different ranges. Yeah, for sure. And so then they can start to establish their counters. Mm-hmm. But even though they are interactive, which I think is actually a higher level than reactive, it takes years and years and years to train these lightning-fast reflexes mm-hmm. because these guys are going on a synaptical pattern I mean, and path that is so – so fast. Mm-hmm. And so that is a lot of what's happening. Almost like uh, Epe. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, if the Epe fencing in the Olympics, if you're touched anywhere once, it's over. Right. Let's not going to, you know, be, you know, if you get hit in the right spot, you know, with, with the right amount of force, it's going to be over with one strike. But, it, you know, as a sport, that's not really how boxing works. Right. But you're looking for how do I can, you know, land the most strikes and take the least amount of damage, mm-hmm. so to say. Yeah, sure. And so there is a huge strategy and pattern, and every coach will teach that pattern and strategy different. And 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 if you're looking at from a how would I say it, a classical Asian martial artist perspective, mm-hmm. the styles because it's all boxing. You know, we we were talking a while back. You know, because of the rule set. You know, what makes a, a boxing style different than another? Mm-hmm. It's going to be their coaches, their guard hands, mm-hmm. their footwork, sure. and how they land the four main strikes, which are the jab, the cross, the hook, and the uppercut. And so all of that changes the style and method of the boxer. I find that sport so fascinating. Yeah, for sure. I, I always thought boxing was really interesting because, uh, you know, they pared down the variables so much. Mm. Right. That, that, that you can turn it into this, like, you know, it's almost like that, that scientific approach, like you were talking about, you know, this sort of like reactive hair trigger, because there's only, there's only a finite, finite amount of variables that they can, you know, that they have to the tools in their toolkit to throw. Right. So you don't have to worry about the legs. You don't have to worry about a back fist. You don't have to worry about a spinning back fist. You don't have to worry about Superman punch. So the variables are so much, there's so, so few in terms of what somebody can do. 
So, you know, yeah, you're going to get really good at it. The other but thing that's not, cool. not to, not to denigrate boxing because I think anybody who, oh yeah, you know, like does that for a while is, is going to be crushing some people out there, I think. Absolutely. But <laughs> I think a lot of it is the setup and when you deliver the strikes and that's, that's becomes the variables. Yeah. So, but, but is that going to be because you're playing that game? Absolutely. So put, Absolutely. That's what, and so that's kind of my point is like, if you, if, if you put boxers, uh, you know, say, and this is, you know, this is, I, I, I digress because we're floating off topic here, but that's okay. But we're pretty um, good at that. You know, after, uh, watching, uh, Byron this morning and, and the video that he put out. Oh, great video um, too. Yeah. And, um, uh, specifically, you know, kind of about Xu Dong and about mixed martial arts and traditional Chinese martial arts. And I think it's about 20 minutes long. And if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Shout out to Byron. Uh, love that stuff. Um, you know, where, because this, I guess it's what it comes down to is, you know, you have to make an apples to apples type comparison, right? Sure. So, so you either have to have a boxer against a boxer at this, who are at the same level. So you have, you can have an amateur boxer and uh, a pro boxer and guess what? There's somebody's going to come out on the bottom pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah. So, cause just cause the skill level is, is so different between those two. Or if you were going to say, uh, you know, like a, a professional tie boxer against a boxer, I think that's going to go a certain way. Sure. I think it's probably going to go to the tie boxer because he's going to start kicking that boxer's legs, and that's going to be the end. Ab- of it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but, but but that's changing the format, though. It is absolutely that's changing the so, format. So you know, we're talking about a very specific thing in a very specific format, done in a very finite way, which is cool. You know, because you know, it makes for it makes for a very interesting art. But I guess to 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 bring it back, then at what point? I, I maybe it depends on some. At what point does somebody get it? You know, at what point does somebody get it in their body? Maybe it depends on the complexity of the art. Now, I think all arts are complex in their own way. And, you know, if you go far enough down the rabbit hole, they all get complex. So, and, and whether that's, you know, grappling or ground fighting or wrestling, I mean, you know, like you were saying that there's, there, there comes a point when that nuanced, um, you know, because of the limitations of the format, meaning the limitations of the art itself, generally there are, um, you know, it becomes counters and, and counters of counters and, you know, di- different ways to set up attacks. And, and, you know, you see a lot of that in, in jujitsu these days too. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really gotten, you know, so sophisticated as, as opposed to maybe what it was, you know, 10 years ago or even 20 years ago for sure. Um, you know, the, you can see the art is evolving so fast because there's so many practitioners, um, coming stylized too. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. You so. know, the, the, the thing that somebody is good at, you know, over here in Kansas city might, there might be a whole different strategy from the group out of Anchorage, Alaska, as opposed to the guys in Brazil, mm-hmm. you know, and then these little pods are being created of all these brand new methods and strategies mm-hmm. of how to do something completely different. You know, one speaking of Brazilian jiu-jitsu that I find fascinating is the split between a lot of the people, the traditional Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu camps trying to bring it back into an effective self-defense method instead of a sport. Sure. I think that's mostly the Gracies. Very much so. I think think that that is um, for sure. I mean, that's always kind of been their approach, but I, I, I keep wondering if that's kind of a branding thing too. 
Very well, so, they, so sure. they, they don't get lost in the in the flood in the names, of jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, everybody in jujitsu knows the Gracies, but now you've got like Tenth Planet, which you know is just no gi specialization. That's all they do. So they've taken out big pieces of what traditionally was thought of as you know the Brazilian jujitsu systems, and they're just like once again they're they're limiting the variables, mm-hmm. and then they're focusing within that very limited range. And they they do some incredible stuff. I mean, they they they're coming up with like whole strings of new techniques and and concepts and ideas and approaches um, that really haven't been seen before. So, you know, I, I don't know enough about jujitsu to know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it is for sure a thing. And it's and it's theirs too. So let me ask you a question. Let's go back to our. At what point do you get it? I have a thought about just the phrase in and of itself. Mm. To me, at what point do you get it? doesn't mean that you've mastered it. No. When I say at what point do you get it, that is your barrier to entry. Sure. That yeah. is, that is yeah, a yeah. teacher recognizing that a student is at a point in their training where it's like, okay, that kid's starting to move a little shingy-ish. Mm-hmm. That kid is starting to deliver a little bit of shingy power. Sure. That kid is doing the drills well. Yep. You know, that kid's posture and stance and the way he moves his body has a fluidity. That kid's getting the shingy over there, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it's the same thing with, I'm sure with your Bagua, somebody in Tai Chi, somebody in Choi Li Foot, doesn't matter the system. And that, and I really think that you can have two perspectives on it. You can have your teacher being like, Hey man, you're starting to get it. I can mm-hmm. see it. Nice work. And here's what, well, why I think you're starting to get it. But I also wonder if it's a personal expression yeah, too. Yeah, sure. You know, you, you as the practitioner, where do you feel? Because when I started having a little bit of competency in the Shingi, it was about five or six years into it. You're like, yeah, you're kind of sort of starting to get it. And at that point, I was starting to choke because I was learning so much of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm just stopping here for a while, you know, and, and I'm just, I just went over the same things over and over and over again because I wanted to get so much better at it. As a matter of fact, it was, um, I had already told this story about one of my friends, Liam in the class. And he's like, Hey man, you know, it's okay to learn something new because everything that's you're learning, it's, it's a global system. So even though you might learn something new, it might trigger a realization in your understanding, or it might adjust your stance or posture, your own physical movement to do all the previous stuff that you've already learned better Mm -hmm. because all of this stuff is links in a chain. You know, and, and, and almost like a network, not just links in a chain. You know, a drill that you learn over here might affect something way off in the stratosphere that you had no idea it had a connection to. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm doing the, our, our version of Bear Eagle and, uh, I'm, I'm like looking at it and I'm like, oh, okay. It kind of reminds me of this section in maybe Pichuan yeah. or, you know, certain things like that. And so I start to recognize, you know, how things, how things are, uh, working together. Yeah, I think that the, you know, it's, it, I, I think that that's a cool way to look at it, you know, so there's sort of the teaching perspective looking from the inside towards a student and saying, oh yeah, okay, you know, they're starting to put it together. And then there's that sort of proprioceptive, like student based. I, I for sure spent a lot of time there, like sort of doubting whether I was getting it or I wasn't getting it or how much was I getting, you know, even with that kind of feedback from, um, my teacher, you know, it was, it was still, uh, you know, one of those things that I doubted. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it's, it's a journey. It's a process. You know, I was working, uh, down in Denver last weekend with a 5280 group and there's a, a gentleman that I was working with 
and I'm very fond of him. He's one, uh, we've only met each other three times and he's one of these people that I met. I'm like, that's one of my kind of ding dongs right there. You know what I mean? You just, with some people you have a chemistry and a fondness, you you know, and, and so he had had many styles of previous training martial arts and stuff like that. And we got together for a little private before I did the main seminar. And I'm always open to suggestions. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, as a teacher, you know, you have to have an open ear. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was wondering, you know, if you could do this with your training. You know, he's talking specifically about my Wing Chun. He's like, I think you should do this with it. And I think you should do this with it. And then, you know, he, th- he threw out a couple ideas and I'm listening. And I'm like, okay. And I actually jotted a couple down. And he's like, I think we should do this with it. So we, we were we were gabbing a little too much. I'm like, okay, let's do the pock punch drill. Mm-hmm. Basic drill. The very first one I teach. And he went back to the way he was doing it mm. previously. And, and he's like, what, what did I do? I'm like, you did it wrong. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you did it wrong. Think about the first time we ever met. Why are you doing it wrong? And he couldn't answer. And I'm like, here's the thing. You know a certain lineage of Wing Chun, but you don't know mine. And I can already tell you haven't practiced because you went back to what your original programming mm-hmm. your system was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is different. And I've already given you the reasons why. And he didn't take notes on it. And the very first day, you know, I I, you know, I pick on the crew. I'm like, guys, you've got to take notes. I'm mm-hmm. I'm super specific on how the guard hands relate to the forms, how they relate to the stance, how they relate to the posture, how they relate to the footwork, how they relate to the weapons. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is linked and connected. And so we went to the very first, very basic drill. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to poo-poo anything that you said. But how much of it can I respect if you can't do the first thing I ever taught you? Sure. And you're already giving me suggestions three lessons in. Right. I respect your background Mm -hmm. and I respect your years of practice. But you're going to have to come here with a clean slate. When you're doing – if you're doing your karate, do your karate. If you're doing your Filipino martial art, do your Filipino martial art. Mm -hmm. But if you're coming to work with me, I want you to work on my version of Wing Chun. Sure. I think it's very, very proficient. I, and you and you fell in love with it right away. Mm-hmm. Just it's it's one of those things. I hate using this. I really do, Owen. But it's one of those things where it's like, man, you got to trust the process because I have a skill that you want, mm-hmm. and I have a path to get you to that skill. Sure. So you're just gonna have to trust me. Do the work. Yeah, and do I mean, the work. That's the thing, right? Is like so many people. They just they see the thing and they're like, yeah, or they have a ba- the and. You know, sometimes having a background in martial arts can make it worse. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, because, <laughs> because once again, you think you, you, you got it and maybe you do have it. Maybe you have it, but you have it in some other place. That's exactly right. You know, in you a certain it, thing in a certain way. Yeah. And, it's, and maybe it's a different art or maybe, you know, like you were saying that like that this guy, you know, he had, he, he's maybe he's got the skill in some Filipino stuff and he's got, you know, and he, he knows enough to and be a lot. He's really good at that. Yeah. I mean, you know, which is great. It's, it's great, but it's not what you're doing. That's right. And that's and that's what they're interested in, right? Is that's why they came to you. Is mm-hmm. and I've certainly been in this exact circumstance with like a dozen other people over the mm-hmm. years. And it's just like, all right, yeah, I mean, you know, you can continue to come. That's that's totally cool. I don't have a problem with it, you know. But at the same time it's like yeah, you're not you probably it's going to take you a long time to get mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get teach. If I, you can't empty your cup as they say. I didn't walk into your school to try to learn an internal style of Wing Chun. Mm. Right, right, yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. I walked into your school. I'm like, all right, I'm a rookie. Let's try some Xing Yi. Yeah. 
you know, sure. and, and, and that takes a certain mindset. You've got to practice it. You got to mm-hmm. practice that mindset and acknowledge it. Well, it sucks. That's it sure thing. does. You know, you start from fucking scratch. You, you, you know, all this stuff you've been, I mean, I'd been practicing for years and years and years and years and years when I got to my teacher, you know, and you know, I, Marcus Brinkman. And then I was just like, Oh, I don't know shit. Well, that was, that took a little while to figure out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like, that. you know, it was just like, Oh, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I, yeah, I figured out that I really didn't know shit, mm-hmm. and I, I don't even know if I would, these days I would claim that I really know that much. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, that's 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 sort of the learning curve around here. Yeah, and, and you know, we didn't bust each other's. I didn't bust his balls or anything, but I just I presented that information to him. He's like, you know what, you're right. Yeah, let's go to training. Yeah, and we had a great session. Sure, you know, because I I didn't make it like a personal attack. It's like, yeah, yeah. how dare you? No. You know, it just it's like, okay, look. This is this is what what you've presented me, mm-hmm. and this is my answer. Yep, because you answered it yourself. Right. Well, this goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. It's like he, he had a question. Hey, what what is you, how is your art different? What does your art do? How sure. is it? And you're like, here is my answer, and he liked that answer, and that was that was the answer. It was like, oh wait, I I need to step out of my comfort zone. I need to step out of my box, and then. Hey, you know what? We're going to learn some new stuff. 